All right, duck. What are you doing? Hey, old shug. Where are you going? Who's that lad? Who's that lad? Voice notes, lad. Voice notes, lad. It's Liam. <sighs> Hello, everybody. <clears throat> Let me just adjust my bollocks. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to episode 36 of the Voice Notes podcast, brought to you by our friends Faster Pasta, Cambridge's premier fresh pasta delivery service. How's it going, everybody? Hope you're all having a really nice week. Hope um, uh, everyone's well and taking care, staying positive and testing negative as per. Um, lovely weather we're having this week. I always say to myself, I'm never going to mention the weather, but inevitably I always do. But um, hope everyone's having a nice week. Hope everyone's it's going by quickly. It's Thursday today. Friday is tomorrow, so it's uh, you got that Thursday slash Friday, late Thursday sort of flash Friday, flash Friday slash Friday feeling. So everyone's in the mood for the in the mood for booze for the weekend. But but yeah, hopefully yeah, I've had a bit of a long week myself. But hopefully you've had a good a bit not I've not had a shit week, but it's just been been a bit slow. You know one of them. But um. Uh, a bit of a bit of a mix-up as well this week because I was in my mum's office for the bulk of it because we've got builders in redoing the floors uh, and putting fucking tiles down <coughs> and um, yeah so I'm just like had to, I don't really like change um, that much um, I feel like I'm a bit kind of OCD like that but um, we won't get into that deep of a conversation because we're not on the couch um, but yeah anyway we move we move indeed. Uh, it's been a decent day today, though. It's been really nice. So, just sort of chilling out, been able to do my work on my own time. So, switch. That's been that's, makes a bit of a nice change. So, and it's been nice. Been looking forward to this as well. Been looking forward to doing this for the last few hours. So, I always look forward to doing this anyway. So, yeah, episode thirty-six. Who would have thought? Hey, eh? who would have thought thirty-six? The um uh, the big number. We're nearly at forty. Life begins then. <laughs> but what has what has been going on this week? Um, I'll delve right into it. I'll see. Yeah, I'll see. From what happened on the weekend, Emma Raducanu, fantastic, absolutely brilliant. Um, watched that. I was just about to go to bed and watch on watch something on Netflix, and then turned over onto normal TV. Missed the first set, and she was already beating this girl. Doesn't matter who she is because she fucking lost. But um, we watched the last like say half hour, forty five minutes, because it prolonged a little bit because that girl. I think it was uh, Layla Fernandez. She came back a little bit, and you know, just a bit of probably, you know, championship nerves. But she she powered through and she got it, and she was fantastic. It was brilliant. That is genuinely, when you think about it, that is genuinely an amazing, like an amazing, amazing, amazing achievement. When people, when stuff is like blown up nowadays, like massively, like that is genuinely incredible. Like that's it's amazing. An eighteen-year-old girl. Well, she's an 80-year-old woman, sorry. An 18-year-old, well, but 18-year-old. A teenager has won the US Open. I didn't even care who was in the... I'm glad Djokovic won, lost as well, actually. Fuck Djokovic. But this, yeah, this young woman, she won, 18 years old, from Bromley. Didn't drop a set. Didn't drop a set. A set. She didn't drop a set. So she's, she's a force of nature. Um... And big things are on the way for her, did you hear? But yeah, fantastic, um, really amazing achievement. And tennis has come home. We were talking about it's coming home for 
all summer, but tennis has finally come home. So, yeah, it just looks um, it just looks like the U.S. Open just looks a bit more. I know it looks better than all the other um, Grand Slams. Like the Australian, the Australian one and the U.S. one, I would want to go to the most. Nearly went to the Australia, the Australia one, the U.S. Open one a couple of years ago when I was in America. Did I ever tell you? And I was with my dad, and we went. We thought we'd chance it, like go to Arthur Ashe Stadium and see if we can get into um, see a game. But you had to had like you had to have you've had you had to have had Jesus Christ you ever speak like passes for the day to get in there, and you could have bought them when you on arrival, but they're like two hundred and fifty dollars, so we're not going to pay for them. But around there, they've probably got this around Wimbledon and uh, Roland Roland Garros and the um, Australian one. I don't know the name of it, but they've got um they've definitely got this around Wimbledon. But they have like kind of just standard sort of tennis courts which you have in like your school playground, not like those sort of battered ones, but like obviously with like they're they're pretty obviously well kept. But you can just roam around and you can see players. I didn't know anyone who was there. There's obviously just like practice players or like yeah, just professional tennis players, and you can sort of just have a bit of a mooch, have a bit of a nosy. And see these players practice, and it's just—it's—I've never seen tennis like close up ever, and I've, you know, I'd like to. I'd like to go to Wimbledon. I'd like to do all that stuff, which could be—it would be fun, nice day out. But no, it just—it was really impressive because obviously, for most people, tennis is like, yeah, I'm well, I'm not that great at tennis. I have played tennis a handful of times, and I'm not great at all. But it was, um, it was just impressive how good they were, like up close and personal. I think I'd probably be more impressed. I'd, I, I think I'd be just as impressed if I was because if I was say at the Arthur Ashe Stadium or Wimbledon, Arthur Ashe in particular because it's quite it seems it looks bigger than everywhere. I think it is the biggest one out of that lot, but it's like very high, isn't it? So if you're very high up, you might be a bit kind of all that stuff. But because we were like basically right next to them, like just the other side of the cage, it was that makes it sound like they're prisoners. The other side of the sort of fence, they um. They looked just as impressive. They were just well, incredibly impressive. It was just um, quite mesmerising just watching them going back and forth. So um, it's quite an interesting sport, tennis, because <clears throat> like I mentioned there, you're just kind of mesmerised by this two people standing on the other end of a court, literally just hitting a ball back and forth to each other. You're just hitting like on the surface of it. If you told aliens, they probably think it's that's quite a boring sport, and a lot of people do think it's quite a boring sport for that reason but I don't know it's just quite I don't know it's, it's quite satisfying like that up close and personal you hear the sort of sound of the ball and the racket and stuff and it's yeah it's very good there were no groans as well they saved the groans for the big time for the big bucks so it's uh, but yeah tennis Emma Raducanu fair, pl- fair play no congratulations she was fantastic it was really really good and it was just like one of them ones where like just reminiscent of watching say Andy Murray playing Wimbledon and being really into it, <clears throat> I was so into this. It was just, it was, it was amazing. It was brilliant to watch. And it was, she's, she's an absolute force of nature, and she's fantastic. And um, sports personality of the year, maybe? Does she get it? Massive achievement. If is there, is there a separate one? No, because men and women is mixed, isn't it? So, um, <clears throat> but they, yeah, she, she should get young person, young sports personality of the year, at least, like bigger. Che- Fantastic! She didn't drop a set. She had to qualify as well. She didn't drop a fucking set. Not a set. Um, off a horse. <laughs> she like tried to go for that 
sort of um, start off a horse, not a set. But she, um, yeah, she's fantastic, and I'll crawl out of her arsehole in a bit. But she deserves it. She was she, like, like I said, like so many things are blown up out of proportion, and like saying everything's amazing nowadays. Everything is incredible. Everything's a, a oh, everything is. Everyone's an absolute hero. She is legit a fucking rock star. She's the man. She is like bigger parabolics than most of us. So she's the, she's the one. She's fantastic. And just a very sweet girl, just very humble and very nice, and yeah. But um, yeah, I'll stop going on about her. And fuck Piers Morgan as well, that fucking self-satisfied smug prick. So fuck him. Was you know, like I, I won't, I won't go in, so I won't give him that much airtime. I won't, I won't sort of um, waste my breath on him. But um, where else? Amber Raducanu. She was at the Met Gala in New York. I think it was yeah, New in New York City. She seems to have kind of. Bit of a victory lap there as well, which too right she should do. But the Met Gala, what the fuck is the Met Gala? Does it is it just a kind of fancy dress party for the rich and famous? Is it just because it looks? It just seems like it seems like this year more than most probably will be saying this next year as well. So I remember it last year, and I think it was the first time I came across it last year. I was like, what the fuck is the Met Gala? Because you just think, is it just a big party? Like, what is the Met Gala? Is it a fashion show? Is it kicking off some, like, New York Fashion Week or something like that? It would make sense. It would make sense. Just look it up, Liam. No, because I want to save time. I can't be asked. But I think, um, yeah, it's just everyone looks... It's just, it literally... I can't imagine the amount of bollocks that is spoken in that place. Like, there can't be... There is no humility in that, like, hall. Not saying that everyone in there, all those celebs, are arrogant pricks but just you cannot imagine I, I just it'd be so interesting to be a fly on the wall on those on those things I think that more so because when you watch the Oscars and these big like I'm going to shit on actors here but you hear them like just chat they're so self-important they're so like this and that Um, but like and just up their own fucking ass. but that in particular just that, that group of people just looked, you know, that that instant machine gun Kelly, who I've only really heard of the last few weeks, not the last few weeks, the last few months, because he did something at Barstool, like did a gig with them, and he goes out with Megan Fox, who's kind of, she used to be massive, and now she's, you know, she's well, she's still pretty like a big star, but not as big as she once was, which nobody really is, nobody really is, are they? Once they're big, but um, he like Conor McGregor took a swing at him, and he didn't really seem that bothered. But he just doesn't seem that. But Machine Gun Kelly, he doesn't smile. He just looks. I looked at his um, Instagram because I was kind of interested. He's a musician, and he's like I think he's seen as he's obviously quite popular, but he's so tall. I can imagine if you met him in real life, you'd think fucking hell, like he's a fucking give Peter Crouch a run for his money in the tall Olympics. But he's like a mammoth he's huge and obviously you know a certain style but he's um he does just doesn't smile in his um in any photo it just doesn't seem to be happy at all but that's the sort of smoldering sort of look most celebs give off victoria beckham is the queen of that she's kind of like just really look, oh you can't see me right now but i'm going oh like kind of pursing but she um yeah she's the queen of that but um machine gun kelly and he was like dressed as a kind of mermaid. He had like these like pearls on his face, as if he was like just come out of the sea and stuff. And she was basically just she had a kit off pretty much, which you know, not going to complain there. So um, she she looked good. She looked good. 
Um, but it's quite funny those events. There's just a lot of memes come out of it. A lot of you know funny internet content. I think that's when like say Twitter's at its best because it becomes quite funny. On um, uh, fucking hell, my phone must be listening. Mention Victoria Beckham. I got an email from Channel Four. Spice Girls arrive on all four. Coincidence. Someone's listening. Someone's well. I hope you guys are listening to this. But someone's listening on your phone, on the phone. This just in. But the Met Gala. I just what? What the fuck is it? Is it is is it just a kind of runway? Is it just kind of like a sort of dick measuring contest on how daft people can dress? Like I just I don't. I, like it was a funny one with Lewis Hamilton. Um, <laughs> there was like the caption: "Are his legs getting married?" Because it looked like he was. It was obviously a shirt. He's wearing a black suit, and his one of his—I think it was his right leg—it just looked like a kind of wedding veil, and obviously his his left leg was just kind of the suit trouser. It looked, just the caption it made me laugh. You had to see it; you had to be there. But um, he obviously had a bit of a smouldering look um, and stuff. And also, how popular is F1 now? F1 is as popular as it's been in years. Everybody fucking loves it. Like my my stepdad has always loved it. That's the sort of person in my life who I know has always loved F1 and I know a few people obviously we had Mark Mark Rawlinson here who works for Haas F1 he's um, always been a fan of motorsport and but everybody loves it now like Connor who has been on this podcast before he's he he's big involved in it big involved well involved he loves it he can't he, he watches NF, he watches the F1 and then the AFL on Sundays so um bit mad but I still, I, f- I still think it's like the most boring sport in the world. I, f- I think it's like watching paint dry, but um, I can see why people like it because it's you know the fast, fast-paced, exciting, glamorous, all that stuff. But um, and probably a bit of escapism when you're watching it as well because I don't know if you're into car. I'm not into cars at all, so it's kind of wasted on me. I used to, I used to want to want want to like it. Excuse me, but <clears throat> it was never, it was never for me. It was never for me. Sorry, excuse me. Uh, but um, the Met Gala. Um, what's her name? Alexander AOC. I don't know. I, I can't remember. A foot, I can't remember her middle name. I don't want to butcher it. Um, last name's Cortez. <clears throat> but she dressed in a white dress with uh, said on the back, "Tax the rich," which is quite I quite hypocritical that she's saying all that. And obviously, she's you know she's a decent, fairly decent person. Um, uh, fights for the little man. Um, but it's quite, you know, I heard tickets for that place is like £30,000, $30,000, and you're literally in among, in and amongst the most rich and famous people in, like, say, acting, music, all that stuff. So it's um, quite, you know, yeah, I think obviously the, you know, intentions are right, intentions are good, but, yeah, it's kind of like get the fuck out, like it's ridiculous. You're you're basically, you're the same as everyone else if you if you go to the one of those places so either stick by it or fuck off um but yeah AOC she kind of dropped the bollocks there didn't she she she, she dropped the bollock there didn't she as they as they as they say um but yeah they all looked a bit daft like I think it was ASAP 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 Rocky and Rihanna he just seemed to wear a big duvet a, a big kind of knitted duvet by by Hinan. it just looked like a massive thing and he, he did a whole reveal <coughs> where he sort of spread it off and he's wearing a suit underneath, I think, like a black suit, which is like, oh, it looks fine now. It looks decent. And then um, I think Rihanna was wearing the same. She wore like not a black suit, but she wore a uh, a fucking big fro almost for your sofa. 
So they looked stupid. Who else looked stupid? They all did. I think, who's that guy? Jack Harrow? Jack Harlow? He's a young, the young rapper. The, you, know, you know the raps, the young rapper. He's one of them young rappers. And he, um, uh, he was wearing like a decent suit. There was that, Lil, is it Lil Montero? One of the, one of the Lils. He was wearing an extravagant suit, but that's kind of him anyway. He always does, he was, seems to do that. Madonna was probably there, naked. I wouldn't be surprised if someone just turned up naked. Was that the one where Lady Gaga turned up and just like she was dressed as a steak, pretty much? She just wore ribeyes like all over her. Like she just she turned up. She'd just been to the butchers and she she's uh, she thought I haven't got an outfit so fuck. Um, is that is that when is that the Met Gala when she did that? She just wore a, a, basically. A load of fucking ribeyes on a on a body, but yeah, enough about the Met Gala. Um, <laughs> didn't even want to go anyway. But um, also, what happened at the weekend? The NFL is back. Um, given my limited knowledge of American football, I really enjoy, oh, I've just I've, I've only really gotten into it the last couple of years after slating it for years, but um, really enjoyed it. I really love, obviously, like if you know me, I love American sports. I'm I'm sort of obsessed with them, so I. Um, you really enjoyed, and the Eagles won as well. It was really good. It was just kind of nice watching sports. Like that's just how simple, like men are. I can really just sit and watch sports for hours and be happy. Like just be so happy. Like just this is not a dig on anyone else. It's just a kind of like I'm just so happy. Like that I've I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm probably digging myself into a hole, but I don't care. I just like fucking love. Watching sports and being left the fuck alone—it's just one of the—it's one of the greatest joys in life. It's brilliant. And speaking of which, I really want—I've just become obsessed with having a uh, a Yeti cooler, just so I can watch sports and not get up and go to the fridge. You know, we were talking about fat shaming last week. This is probably a prime opportunity to do that. Like, fuck you, fat prick. Like, you need to get up and go to the fridge, get the steps in. Um, yes, yeah, <laughs> steps. But um, I saw someone on Twitter the other day say, "Because um, ah, uh, oh, went to Park Life, was amazing, had got so many steps." By the way, music was great. <laughs> the music was just a bonus. They just went there, for, went there for the steps. <laughs> music was a bonus. Um, Park Life, yeah, that was in Manchester. That that's the one that most people just get their fucking heads kicked in, isn't it? But anyway, um, weekend. What else happened at the weekend? Uh, Palace won. Palace won, and they were fucking tremendous. They were brilliant. Um, I watched. The last bit of the first half, and then I watched all of the second half, and they were they were brilliant. They were fantastic. Like just from obviously, I, did, I missed um, the last the first half an hour of the first half, but what I saw from the last ten minutes, they looked fantastic. They're up in Spurs' kitchen the whole time, and it just it was just brilliant. A brilliant, brilliant win. This sort of early on when we've got a really you know tough group of like set of games. I will see you ads started off with Chelsea. We should have beaten. Brentford really at home got a good point away at West Ham and then we had like obviously looking into this before the Spurs game we had Spurs Liverpool I think after that might be Man City so getting a win out of like those three where you'd, you'd expect us to get beat all three of those games is fantastic it's brilliant and obviously Spurs are top of the league at the time so it makes it even more kind of just yeah brilliant I think and just an impressive win I think everyone just played really really well I think the red card came at a good time because it just it didn't seem to kind of weren't really able to pull the trigger and I think that's going in turn with the penalty the penalty was a really good sort of um, uh, I, don't, I don't know what the word is like icebreaker pretty much because we were just like not icebreaker but you know what I mean like just to, because it just seemed like we were 
Spurs were just very defending in like just so tight and like being quite good in the tight areas, and I think um, uh, we just couldn't seem to pull it off. Like Benteke was working the ball into into the box quite well, like Gallagher and stuff, like linking up well. But I think um, and Zaha sort of running into space and being a bit of a problem as he usually is. But I think the penalty came at a good time, and then the sort of floodgates opened. Good penalty, and then Edward came on. Fantastic, like brilliant. Like I think um, that sort of set everyone's sort of mind at ease, whether or not he can sort of. Obviously, there's a long, long, long way to go. There's a full season to go, but you know you couldn't ask for a better start. Twenty eight seconds in, you know he scored in his debut, and then he scored um, about ten minutes later. So three nil at home to Spurs. You know, really, really, really good win because um, Spurs look quite good this year. Obviously, they're um, new manager as well. We could have, you know, we've been talking to Nuno, so that didn't fall. That kind of fell apart, so it's probably probably quite good for and just yeah, really happy for Patrick Vieira for Patrick Vieira because he wasn't the first choice um, for our manager. He was kind of third choice really, and they'd already sort of spoken to Nuno at that point, and you know I think everyone was a bit kind of up, a bit kind of like oh, fuck's sake, and then obviously the Favre thing, and obviously everyone's given Patrick Vieira support, and I think now people are starting to see the sort of what sort of football we're trying to play. So I think after playing under Hodgson for years like proper defensive minded and really sort of you know just kind of survival football pretty much and just sort of being like the bog standard kind of you know like bottom half Premier League team pretty much I think um, not saying we're like world beaters now but I think um, it's a it's a massive step in the right direction um, and you know really positive results so far the last two games especially away at West Ham which you know they're, they're going to be really difficult to beat this year as they've shown and they're playing in Europe tonight as well, so you know they'll. they'll I think they'll. I don't, I don't know about that, but anyway. And then beating Spurs as well, who had a really, really good start, so they were top of the league. As I said, playing Liverpool this week, um, going into it the same sort of mentality with the Spurs game. Don't really expect much from it at all. If we get, I can say, I'd kiss you if we get a point from it. I think, I think it'd be great. I think it'd be fantastic. I think it'd be great. I think it'd be fantastic. So yes, the Palace. Um, yeah. Good season ahead, I think. I, I, I think we're going to have a good season. So uh, we can probably kiss goodbye to running the FA Cup as well because we're out of the League Cup. So <laughs> it's the league for us. But anyway, um, what was I was going to say? Golf. Played golf twice in three days of the weekend as well. Went on Friday. It was dreadful. Awful. Like, first is always the worst, as they say. Go back and listen to the first ever of this first episode of this podcast if you want any sort of clear evidence of that but yeah I haven't played golf in years and I was terrible I thought I probably I was definitely too folk too um kind of fixated on trying to get as far as possible and trying to get as straight as possible um and that sort of you know got in my head a little bit I didn't get too frustrated because I know if you get too frustrated and you you're not particularly good at golf you might as well just pack it in and leave because you're not going to get very far so I was trying to remain calm as calm as I can. I was just kind of keep saying to myself, look, you've not played in ages. You're not good at all. So just kind of really be, um, uh, you know, just kind of keep a level head. Played on Sun, but as soon as I did play on the Friday, I wanted to play again, like straight away. I wanted to kind of get better. And on Sunday I played and I played far better. Like Not like not like far better. I, I made par twice actually, which was quite, quite cool, um, quite satisfying. And but I was just more focused on instead of like trying to hammer the ball down the fairway, not not going to do that 
at all realistically for the for a good while like consistently because i'm not good at all so just trying to keep it keeping it in play is my sort of mantra that's what i say to myself before like just keep it in play if it goes far if, if i hit a good sh- obviously if i'm i'm gonna get better the more i play so just like keep it in play you know obviously i need to get a bit need to get some lessons under my belt because you know yeah just whatever but um I think just keep it in play and just, you know, obviously practice the little things and all that stuff. And obviously try and practice my putting as well because not a lot of people do tend to practice their putting because don't necessarily think they um, uh, need to. But that's when, like, with your short game, if you've got a good short game, then you can sort of make up for the rest of the hole if you've had a bad one. So, or just salvage it. But um, very happy with the second round I had, the second sesh, because... But yeah, I fear that I'm going to become quite obsessed with golf and become a bit of a golf wanker, like I said last week. So apologies in advance. But very good. I think I'm playing again this Friday, which I'm looking forward to. And uh, it was just nice. It was just trying to catch in the last bits, like last few days of nice weather to play golf in the afternoon when it gets before it's dark. Um, it'll probably just be half from winter time. It'll just have to be like early morning and the weekends. Or like mid afternoon before it gets dark. So, um, and obviously, I don't really particularly fancy going in the pouring rain because nobody really wants to, you know, go out and stuff in the rain, especially if you're having a fucking shit day on the course. But yeah, far more, far happier with my um, my second round than my first round. The first round, I was always going to be, I wasn't pissed off, I wasn't annoyed, I wasn't like, oh God's sake, I'm shit. I was like, I know I'm crap, I know I'm not great. That's why I'm starting again to kind of get fairly competent so that's the sort of like level i want to get at because i know i'm not going to become a you know i'm not going to become a scratch golf or anything like that. i'm not going to be a i'm not the pga won't be calling anytime soon so i think just kind of keep it in keep keeping it in play is as best as i can hope for and just you know taking my time not rushing my shots just kind of being as patient with myself as possible because lord knows i can sort of lose my rag over the littlest thing so yeah i think Obviously, golf's sometimes not the best sort of, you know, therapy for some for some people, and it won't be the greatest marriage for me. I know that, but yeah, I'm looking forward to playing more golf because yeah, I, I I've really enjoyed it. I've only played two rounds and I've really enjoyed it, and I really like like I said, the two times I've played last week, I've wanted to play straight again afterwards. So I'm always looking forward to to playing again. So I'm I'm excited for my my career in golf, pretty much. So. That's it. That's um. That's me. I'm giving up finance. And po- no, I'm not going to give up podcast for golf. But um, going to turn into a Caleb Pres- Caleb Presley. But um, no, golf was was really good, and I'm really enjoying it. Also, on this weekend, this week actually, I've been playing catch up. Um, spoke about maths, married at first sight, drama this week. I spoke about Megan. Spoiler: If you've not listened to this, like whatever. But she is a bitch. She is now, like, she... I told you, she was, like, not just not very nice to Bob. Like, like I said, Bob's a bit of a goon. You, you, you see what he's dressed as, you think, like, what the fuck are you wearing? But, yeah, he was, he's, he's got some very questionable wardrobe choices, the amount of clobber he wears. But she, he's a nice guy, in general. He's just a nice, friendly guy. And he's, he's fully into this. He's fully committed into making this relationship work, making this marriage work. As you kind of... If, and if you're kind of feeling a bit sceptical, if you're, you know, the other half of that rela- of that relationship, you're thinking, well, 
it's given me hope that he's you know being like that he or she's being like that they're in they're, they want to make this work for better or worse you know we are married at the end of the day and we've got you know you went into this experiment for the for the same reasons as they did so you know that and alone should be enough kind of thinking like oh, okay I know yeah you have to be attracted you know you have to do all this but like that will probably come with time you know there's that woman Morag who is like so loud I can imagine her like if you hear you could you you could hear her before you see her in most places but she's been banging on for ages and ages and ages oh Luke's not my type oh my god like you know I usually like you know big you know hairy muscly men and all that stuff like lads basically she's just looking for like she's looking for like you know massive lads um and Luke's not that he's like a nice kind gentle man he's like a really cool he just he's just, he's a he's a sound bloke as well and um you know we keep i keep saying to myself when she 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 keeps she she kept on saying this for a while you know oh yeah i need to find yeah i wasn't i didn't get what i asked for i didn't get what i ordered oh my god but like yeah but usually what you go for hasn't worked quite clearly so why don't you give this a go and like but we'll go into them in a minute megan she got with jordan who was married to alexis and kind of went behind they went went behind each other's backs they shared a kiss and then it kind of came back the sort of um, uh, commitment ceremony when they were talking about that, and he was like, I think Jordan changed. He was going to stay to kind of pursue things with Megan, and Megan was going to stay to pursue things with Jordan. Basically, act like fucking wife spot, but behind Bob's back, who's married to Megan, and Alexis back, Alexis's back, who's married to Jordan. Mad drop, like just ultimate snake behaviour, and. Jordan obviously just came out of it and said, like, because I think he was, he just wasn't very happy of how, you know, Megan treated Bob. Like, obviously, she told him a load of bullshit that, you know, this and that, but Bob has actually been, like, he's, yeah, she probably told him, you know, a load of goods about, you know, he's not trying, not, he's not trying, he's not this, he's not that. But it was clear to see from Jordan that he was. So he said, like, look, I'm going to, I'm not going to give the time of day to someone who is, you know, just being a bit of an arsehole to someone who, you know, doesn't deserve it. So, yeah, he went behind Bob's back. He was a bit of a snake, but he was clearly, you know, he's got a bit of a conscience by this. He's, he's got a bit of a conscience. So, and he wasn't very happy in his, his little relationship marriage thing. But Megan becomes obviously public enemy number one. Uh, after this episode, she's sort of given, she's then saying like, Obviously, she's been slated. Everyone's sort of saying to her, oh my God. And they're a bit, they're a bit over the top. Like, what led you to have an affair? It's not that much. It was a little kiss. I'm not condoning cheating, but like it wasn't a full-on like you know romance, was it? It was. It was. A, they had. They shared a kiss for Christ's sake. So it wasn't an affair. Like let's call a spade a spade. Um, but like she's obviously public enemy number one. She's you know. But now she's done the biggest U-turn because now she knows that everyone like is a bit wary of her. And obviously Bob's a nice guy. She's sort of upset Bob. She's now like saying, oh yeah, I'm actually attracted to him, this and that. Like they went out to Brighton the other day, they had a nice day out. It's like, she just seems like she's sort of saying what he wants, what he wants to hear because he's taken aback because he's a nice guy. And like I said, he's fully committed. He's want, he's wanted to make this work. Jesus Christ, what has this podcast become? I've probably ranted on about this married at first sight for fucking hours now. But yeah, I'm, it's, is what it is. But Megan, bitch, um... Obviously, Nikita was kicked out. I think she kicked off like off camera to someone. I think she probably just knocked them out. And uh, what else happened? What else happened? Fucking the content, content, content. 
yeah, not not that much happened. There was like that um, couple who were like, they said I loved you after five minutes. Um, they were like, they had a bit of an issue because he said like, oh, he was joking about not having babies. And she was like, oh, I'm pissed off at you. And then, um, <laughs> like, yeah. And there's a guy who looks like Daniel Craig, who is always on the defensive. Like, he's very like, oh, I don't know. Like the fucking weirdest looking, he's the weirdest guy ever. Um, and his wife is really nice. She's a really nice woman. But uh, he was basically slagging off where she's from as well. Yesterday in the ceremony thing. But and Luca Morag finally had sex, and she's she seems like she's finally attracted to him. But she is like she's loving that. She's like, and also, this is quite. Um, uh, I've only just recently heard the term fag hag, which basically means correct me if I'm wrong. Basically means a woman who is like obsessed with having gay friends, but only on a kind of superficial surface level like they're not actually interested in the person itself they're just like almost having a gay friend as an accessory she seems to be like that because there's the there's the gay couple in there i think it's adam and dan really sweet guy really sweet couple they seem to like you know like that seems to have like a lightning a bottle there's a bit of an age gap but they they seem like they're getting on really well and they look like a, a really really good match and just like sound guys as well and um and obviously they're gay it's not a big deal whatsoever and she's like obsessed every time like a word of them come like someone mentions like one of their names she's like oh my god my dan i love that oh my god uh yeah that may be true but she just seems very overly like you know i've got gay friends of her uh, like one of those like i've never heard the term fag hag um you know so i think it's like yeah i think i, I think she's like the kind of epitome of that like she's just very she just wants everyone to know she wants and she's quite she, obviously I'm not, I don't want to stereotype she's, a, she's an Essex girl she kind of probably likes people to think oh yeah I've got gay friends she she probably likes to tell people oh yeah I've got loads of gay friends I've got loads of gay friends like but she doesn't like but on a surface like she just has them there as a kind of like you know just to show off almost not to have them actually as friends and not to kind of be that bothered about them so um that's just that's just quite irritating to see, really, because they just like they're like, hey, yeah, whatever. <laughs> that's like like most gay men are. It's like, oh yeah, hey, whatever, it's going. But um, I think uh, yeah, she's just she just she's very over the top. She's very loud, and yeah, like you said, you can hear her before she comes into the room. Um, her poor husband will probably be deaf by the time this period is this process is over. So, but anyway, we move, we we bloody move. What else has been going on? This is what I wanted to talk about last week as well. Speaking of ridiculous TV shows, from one to the one to the next, Suits. I don't know who's watched Suits out there. It's good and it's bad. Like, because my my mum's watching it right now, so I sometimes walk in and she's watching it, and I just kind of sit down for a few episodes, and I've seen like a few continuous episodes, and I I know the characters, I've, I know enough to know the characters, but I'm kind of I fleet in and out of it. There's obviously the guy who looks like Simon from The Inbetweeners. There's Harvey. There's Lewis Litt, there's Harvey's reception, reception, receptionist, there's the um, the People's Princess Margaret Meckle, Meghan Markle, and uh, Wendell Pierce is in it as well, and I can't remember the other woman's name, who's also like the head of the firm, but it's like, it's really funny, because it's like, it's obviously serious, but it's really cheesy at the same time, it's like uber cheese, like super cheesy, um, really like sleek, yeah, like lawyer, like just, uh, they're like, 
I don't know, like something like something will set on fire, and then they'll be like, uh, he goes, oh, did somebody order? Did somebody order barbecue for lunch? And then they'll cut into cinnamon, moony me, moony me, like that sort of intro music. Like they'll cut into that. <laughs> it just seems a bit like, like it just doesn't seem like real. It just seems, it just seem obviously it's a fi- it's a TV show, probably based on you know modern law firms, but. It just seems to me a bit kind of like I don't know. I smell a rat. It just feel. It just looks. It just a bit ridiculous. I couldn't. I can't take it seriously. That's what I'm saying. I cannot take the show seriously because I don't know. Either either choose to be a serious thing or not. Like obviously the writing isn't that good. Like it's not The Sopranos. It's not The Wire. It's not you know Game of Thrones or anything like that. Like it can. Like those shows can have a bit of comic relief because the writing is really good and the characters are great. And it's just the show itself is fantastic. Like, I'm not saying that Suits is a bad show, but it's not on par. Like with it, it, it doesn't have that luxury of being like a kind of. It, it doesn't have. The, yeah, it's just kind of when when they try and you know go with like humor. It's not the kind of like huh sort of thing. That's quite funny. That's quite clever. It's just like oh, fuck's sake. Like it's just kind of shut the fuck up. Like just get back to the serious stuff. So. And it's on a it's on a it's on a sixpence as well. It's just like straight away they'll end on like a like Harvey, oh my God, you've you've battled anxiety and all that stuff. Like he goes, and he goes, I feel really good. Thank you very much. And then they'll see someone walk by. He goes, excuse me. He goes, I'm going to bury you so far in legal legal blood of blood, and the DA is going to be on your ass like no time. And then like ends like really kind of abruptly and quite confrontational. It's like you've gone from one kind of like oh my God joyous thing to the complete like confrontational next. So. <clears throat> For me, for me, it's a bit, it's a bit daft, it's a bit oft, it's a bit oft. So, <laughs> not really a big fan of suits, as you can, as you can tell. But um, like, like that doesn't doesn't really matter if I am or not. I just, I just said like I've won about fifty, like fifteen Emmys for best, you know, um, original screenplay, didn't I? So, whatever, who cares? Um, what else to end on? Um, weekend of football to come. Forest of sat Chris Hutton. Since I've left that city, it's just it's burning to the ground. They need they need me again. They need me to come back. The football club, the city, everything. It's gone to shit since I've left. So I need to. They obviously need me. Um, uh, but I will be back. Don't worry. Don't be worry. Don't be worry. I will be back. I will be back. Don't worry. Coming soon. But um, uh, nothing else. We're going to pretty wrap. Pretty much wrap it on. Wrap it on there. Not not much to write about this weekend. I'm going to Cambridge on Sunday, which I'm really looking forward to. I've not been to Cambridge for ages, and just have a little day out. It's going to be really nice. Um, Saturday and Friday, Saturday, just kind of chilling. I'm not drinking at the moment. I'm not drinking much at all. So it's just you know, a bit of a dry shite at the moment. So yeah, just kind of trying to look after myself. And uh, fuck, it's dark, Jesus. But um, I'm going to start. After, I'm going to start having. Uh, I can't spit. This has been a like trying to listen to someone who's recovering from a stroke this whole podcast probably but I'm going to go on runs a bit more I keep saying this I keep saying a lot on this podcast I've not done but I'm going to do it I'm going to do it I'm going to document it as well so but yeah that basically brings it to an end um, uh, this week I hope everyone has enjoyed this week's podcast I hope you have a great hope you've had a great week so far I hope you, the end of your week is fantastic and I hope you have a great weekend um, be safe um, and check. Also, I'll end on this: the balls on those protesters on the M25. The balls. Be a savage. Be a tiger. 
have a great end of the week, guys. Um, uh, stay safe, and uh, we'll see you next week.